the other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. It's Friday. You know what that means. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Frank. And thank goodness it is time for Ask Frank Anything. I am prepared for the next hour to answer your questions on any subject. Just call 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Please make them interesting. Make them creative. Don't make them boring. Now, I do have to comment on this, a story that uh, just broke in the last few hours. Evidently, New York prosecutors have signaled to former President Donald Trump that he will likely face criminal charges in a case involving hush money allegedly paid to porn star Stormy Daniels. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg has notified attorneys for President Trump that the former commander-in-chief will be given the opportunity to defend himself next week in front of the grand jury hearing evidence in the case before the indictment comes down. That's according to the New York Times. Trump is likely to decline the offer, which is usually only presented to potential defendants when criminal charges are close to being filed. If he's indicted, Trump would be the first former president in U.S. history to face criminal charges. I have to tell you, for the same reasons that I said it would be a mistake for Lee Zeldin or any of the other Republicans running for governor to remove Alvin Bragg, the first black district attorney in Manhattan history, I think it would be a tremendous mistake for Alvin Bragg to bring this indictment against President Trump. For starters, who is really being helped by this? This is going to look to Trump supporters as if this is a blatantly political prosecution. And maybe it is. Who's really being helped by this? The whole hush money incident happened over seven years ago. And to indict someone that's not only a former president, but now a presidential candidate, I mean, it just looks silly. And it's going to spark such backlash and such outrage among the public. Now, I'm not saying that somebody should be above the law because they have a lot of supporters. They certainly shouldn't. That being said, in the grand scheme of things, this is such a relatively minor crime, if it even was a crime. To actually bring an indictment on this case would be such an abuse of prosecutorial discretion, especially when Alvin Bragg has chosen to prosecute so many cases that could be felonies as misdemeanors. This is a bad look for the Manhattan DA's office, and I hope they reconsider. Beam me up! To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. We have been closely following what is about to happen to New York City retirees with respect to their health care, and it's not good. And there was another step towards a bad outcome for them yesterday. New York City's public sector union bosses signed off on a highly controversial plan to make a cost-cutting, partially privatized version of medicine. Medicare, the only one health insurance option available for the municipal government's retired workforce. And they were out in full force yesterday. Retirees rallied against this proposal as the uh, Municipal Labor Committee approved the plan on Thursday. The MLC, which represents 1.2 million active and retired unionized city workers, as well as their departments, they voted to approve this plan with 941 in favor and 253 against, or 79 
percent in favor. Approval of the plan, which would go into effect September 1st, means that senior care, the retiree's current plan, will be scrapped, and they're not happy about it. Julie Schwartzberg of the Cross Union Retirees Organizing Committee, a group of retirees from different municipal unions that got together when they first found out about the plan, said they have been fighting for three years to keep their Medicare, calling it the best insurance there is. She added that it's one of the saddest days of my life. And the retirees marched in lower Manhattan to protest the plan, holding posters with slogans such as our lives are not for profit and fighting for our lives. I have to tell you, both on the part of city government and on the part of the leadership of the city's unions, this is a tremendous betrayal of the city's retirees. If you want to change the health care benefits that uh, workers get, I'm fine with that. But you can't do it when people have already worked on a job with the expectation of getting certain benefits when they retire. It's not right. It's not fair. And I believe it's illegal. I hope something can be done to stop this. I'll keep you posted. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, this is kind of cool if you are an artist or even an art fan. Park West Fine Art Gallery and Museum have announced their first annual Painted in New York artist competition, searching for the best artists in New York, and the lucky winner will be offered a year-long contract and upon mutual agreement the opportunity to showcase their original art at the Park West Soho location for a special three-month exhibition. I love this. It's kind of like American Idol for the next Van Gogh or for the next Picasso. I think this is great. I think it takes that uh, democratic mentality with a small D or even that reality show competition reality and brings it to the art world. John Block, who's the executive vice president of Park West Gallery, said Park West is enthusiastic about art awareness and supporting local artists. The submissions just opened Monday at 9 a.m. and they're going to close on Friday, March 31st at 11.59 p.m. Legal residents of New York who are at least 18 years old are invited to participate and eligible participants can enter the competition by submitting images of three original works of art, whether it's a painting, a sculpture, a collage, a non-digital drawing, an illustration, whatever, via email. If you're interested, go to the website parkwestgallery.com slash New York. The full contest rules and regulations are available to review on the Park West New York website right now. I think this is a great opportunity. First of all, I'd love to see someone in this audience, and I know we have a number of artists in this audience, actually win this competition and be the artist. We'll make a show out of it. Maybe we'll all come down and see the artwork. Maybe we'll even try and do the show from there if we can get them to stay open a bit later. You know, come to think of it, the guy that sold me solar panels recently said that he's an artist. I'm going to make sure he knows about this. If you're interested, parkwestgallery.com slash New York. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. There is a big problem when it comes to New York City's criminal justice system. And I'm not talking about the stuff that you hear about all the time, like cashless bail and things of that nature. No, there is a big problem with the number and the resources of New York City's public defenders. There is a huge article in New York Magazine where it makes clear that the public defenders in New York City are facing a funding crisis. They are overworked. They are 
underpaid and amidst rising costs for rent, utilities, insurance, and more, they are not even able to essentially keep the lights on. Funding from the city and the state has not kept pace with the increases in expenses and the Legal Aid Society defenders who have not left for better paying jobs, which many of them have, have been forced to take on additional cases. For instance, Eugene Toussaint has 106 active cases, a workload that he acknowledges makes it difficult for him to connect with his client. One person is quoted in this article as saying, we have higher caseload standards and lower pay. It makes no sense. That's exactly right. I think irrespective of how you feel about people who are arrested, the one thing that they're all constitutionally entitled to is a good defense and they should have an adequate defense, not be forced because they can't afford a good lawyer to hire a lawyer that is representing 105 other clients at the same time. This should not be a political issue. The Legal Aid Society attorneys that are doing the public defender's work in New York City need better funding amidst these rising costs. Beam me up! To be continued.